Hello, and welcome to the Mount St. Mary's University podcast, Live Significantly with President Tim Trainer. My name is Bob Brennan. I'm very pleased to be joined by the 26th president of Mount St. Mary's, Tim Trainer. Hello, President Trainer. Howdy, Bob. How you doing? I'm doing great. We're launching this new podcast in order to provide an inside look at the Mount for our students, alumni, parents, and benefactors, and those who want to know a little bit more about our university. In each episode, we'll feature Mount alumni and students who are leading lives of significance. Hello, and welcome to the Mount's Live Significantly with President Tim Trainer podcast. I am very pleased to be joined today by legendary Mount men's basketball coach, Jim Fallon, and our director of athletics, Lynn Fallon-Robinson. Good morning, coach. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Welcome to the podcast. It is my great pleasure to have you join us here today. You led Mount men's basketball team here for 49 seasons. What brought you to the Mount? Uh, probably coming out of the Marine Corps and not having a job. <laughs> and it was, uh, I took a trip down. I met Jack Dillon and I met, uh, I didn't meet Monsignor Sheridan. He was away. Uh, I met Monsignor Phillips, Monsignor Klein. I met all of those people and was very much impressed. And little did I know that, uh, there would come a day that I'd still be alive and kicking and all of them would be gone. Coach, one story I remember you telling me soon after I got here was about uh, what we now call the Catholic clash, meaning playing Loyola, and what you were told when you took the job about uh, oh, yeah. playing my, Loyola. My senior Sheridan said, uh, I don't really worry about how many games you lose. But if you lose the Loyola, I'm going to fire you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you lost to him that first season, didn't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Uh, we lost to them. We won like 10 straight games and lost to Loyola. <laughs> well, we're really glad that, that they kept you on then uh, and kept you on for 49 years. Yes, we, we got them a lot more than what they got us. There's been so much said and written about your time as basketball coach at the Mount. One of the quotes that caught my attention was from Mike Tirico, the NBA, NBC sports announcer. He said, quote, the thing that struck me was, how could a gentleman as nice as Coach Fallon survive in a world like college basketball that constantly beats you up? What kept you at the mount for 49 seasons? Well, lots of college support from the presidents, from the, uh, the teachers, the, the deans. All of them supported the basketball program, which was really something special. I mean, to have that much support. So you had academic support. You had uh, outside support. You had all sorts of things that were different, as a matter of fact. And I could not believe it when I was here, all the cooperation that I got in, in practically every situation. And the support of the community. Oh, absolutely. The community, the alumni. and. The community, the years by. as soon as we got here, we had some success, and they never left us. But I'm not sure that they never they never left the Mount even before I got here. And I'm really honored to have inherited 
the legacy that you started and the Mount fans, they're, they're absolutely phenomenal at our gains. And so thank you for uh, what you did to help keep them coming back. Well, it was a labor of love. The faculty, the, uh, the faculty and student body all support us so strongly. It was by far the strongest in the league. It was, they thought it was crazy. They, they didn't know what, what caused that type of, type of excitement. But it was fun. Even today, we draw so many more fans uh, at home games in the Northeast Conference than any other school. It's uh, uh, it's impressive, and again, yeah, it's, the legacy that you created is helping maintain that. It's double up generally. I mean, it's it's as bad now for them as it was for me. As the opponents coming in, they know they're in trouble. As far as the student body is concerned, <laughs> they're going to be there. They're going to be raucous. They were raising Kane, and they better bring their A game. They have to bring their A game. You know, you coached 1,354 games. You had 830 wins and one are, and are one of the top 20 winningest college basketball coaches of all time. Is there one game in particular that stands out in your mind? Well, there were several. Actually, in the national championship game, Stands out in our mind because you don't get many shots that and we managed to win one. And there's not a lot can top that. The very first conference championship and beating Loyola was always number one on in our minds in hopes for the season. And it turned out pretty good most of the time. Well, Coach, you gave us so many things to so many uh, wins to uh, cheer over the years. And so we're very thankful as a whole Mount community is thankful to you and Dottie for your years, tremendous years of service to the Mount. Well, there was a, a community that existed before I got here. The town support was always tremendous, continues to be tremendous. It does. It does. To this day, it does. We'll be back with today's guest after a quick break. The team behind our team is our dedicated Mount fans. Please visit mountathletics.com to check the schedules of your favorite teams and to learn more about our great student athletes. Go Mount! Welcome back. It's my pleasure to welcome Mr. Fred Carter, class of 1969, to the Live Significantly podcast. Welcome, Fred. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. You know, Fred, you played for Coach Fallon. You were drafted by the Baltimore Bullets in the third round of the 1969 NBA draft and played on the team that went to the 1971 NBA Finals. Can you please share with our listeners some of your memories, your fondest memories of your time here at the Mount? Well, you know, there's so many, and it all began uh, with, with, with Coach because uh, my father died when I was 16 years of age, and Coach became my surrogate father. He became my teacher, and he became my pillar strength to lean on because you can you imagine a black kid coming out of Philadelphia back in 1965 and what's considered the concrete jungle and going out to the, the green grass of Emmitsburg, Maryland and uh, not having been away from home. The farthest I've been away from home was probably in, in Jersey and the Jersey shore. So from that point, I'd never been anywhere. So coach comes along into my life and it just changed my life totally to a point where all of a sudden, I could start to see things that I couldn't see before. And then coming down to Mount St. Mary's was like, uh, I was definitely a fish out of water. 
And fortunately that I was raised well by my mother, I was undaunted by it because the challenge was there itself. And so I look forward to it. And with the coach and his, and his wife, Dottie being my surrogate parents, well, they held my hand and they got me through it. And the memories of the mouth, there was, there was so many. I, I, there's one that I used to lie in bed and laugh about. Because during games, I would hear the student body chant, in Fred we trust, all others pay cash. And I heard the student body chant that. And I'll never forget that. And the memories of, uh, of going to school, going to class, and meeting friends. And then to mention the guys that I came and played with uh, in games. And there was one thing that, after the fact, because everything is after the fact, I thought about. And I said, you know, Fred, probably a lot of guys on the team should have disliked you because you had a lot of guys that were going to get their 1,000 points while they were in school. But here I come along, and all of a sudden, that's, their dreams are dashed. And it's kind of unfair because you get to your junior and senior year, and of course you think about individual goals, and guys think about getting their 1,000 points. All of a sudden, you get this guy come in, and then you know that's not going to be a reality. And I said, that's a setback for people. And I don't know what made me think that, but I thought about that. And I don't know. I didn't feel the backlash from players. I did not feel that. Uh, from the players, I was embraced. We all were teammates. They loved me. We got along. Everything was fine. So my teammates were good. So And, and, and with the coach, as my teacher, who taught me how to shoot, shoot, taught me how to play basketball, and taught me to grow up to be a man. Oh, I learned so much under coach. The only thing is, that man should be in the Hall of Fame. Somebody, somebody's missing the boat there. He's won a championship. He's in the top 10, 15, 20 and wins. All the criteria is he checked off all the boxes. So let's get the votes. Yes, we got to get the votes. You know, Fred, you are a man of character and courage. Just, just to come here to the Mount, it took great courage and the character you've shown throughout your life. You are doing and have done what we say today we, we are teaching our students to do to live significantly in service to God and others. So I, I, I commend you. Coach, do you have any, uh, can you share any other memories you have of Fred um, during his time here at the Mount? Oh, I have so many memories about so many games. I hate to get started because there's just so many of them. And I brought him down. I remember the conference, the, the coaches conference before the season started. I told them we had this freshman, who, a pure rookie, that he's he should be an impact player. And the coach that got up after me said, I've seen him play. He said he should be rookie of the year in the NBA. He, should, he shouldn't be at Mount St. Mary's. And he was, he was, a, I mean, just something special from the very beginning. And... The person was right, but I had trouble at this luncheon denying it. <laughs> I asked, he's not all that. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen. Let's take a break, and we'll be back shortly. How do you want to be remembered? Please consider including Mount St. Mary's in your will or state plan. Remembering the mountain your plan is easy, qualifies you for membership in our 1808 Society and will provide opportunities for future students to call the Mount their home. 
For more information, visit our website at msmary.edu. Welcome back. You know, Fred, I want to ask you a follow-up. I asked Coach before if there was one game that stood out in his mind from his 49 seasons coaching, but is there one game that stands out in your mind uh, that you played while playing for Coach? There are two games. Well, maybe there's three games. <laughs> the one game we played, uh, which is really exciting for us, we played a school called Evansville. We played them at the Baltimore Civic Center. And they had not lost to a Division II school in two years. And they came in the, in the Civic Center in Baltimore, and we beat them. And we beat them as the first school to beat them. And there was a celebration with the players. It was like a cut. It was early in the season, too, I do believe. And we beat them. It was like a coming together of the players. And that always stays in my mind. Because, you know, there's some point in which a team comes together when they get that one win. Well, that game there brought us together. The other one was on the downside was at Randolph-Macon College where uh, we're playing in a game and, and uh, we're giving them the business in the first half and things are kind of going well. But in the second half, I kind of get mugged going back to the locker room. And what happened was as coach leads the players to the locker room, I'm the last one off the floor, so I had to pick up my warm-ups. It's not like when the pros were the trainer and carries your warm-ups in the locker room, you know, so I had to get my warm-up. And so as I was got my warm-up jacket, I was walking back. I got popped a couple of times. And, you know, I didn't know who did it or whatever. So I went back and I told Coach and then Bob Suter, Philadelphia, with my guy, great friends. He wanted to go out there and whip the whole school. <laughs> and Bob would have been throwing people everywhere because, you know, that's, that's who he was. So that was that was the, um, the downside of it. And then one was the... The injury side. And it's funny because I played my whole pro career with only one injury. But I got injured in that game down in Norfolk, Virginia. But we were we were probably going places. And I, it was such a horrendous brain, it should have been broken. I sprained my ankle. We win the game against uh, Bob Dandrus' team. Bob Dandrus is probably Hall of Famer or NBA, MVP in the finals. He won championships in Milwaukee and Washington, we beat them down there. And uh, I always get Bob a little static about that. But, and I think if we had won that game the next night, if I had been healthy, we win that game against Oglethorpe, we're going places. And it just didn't happen. You know, for whatever reason, it didn't happen. But I had a wonderful career at Mount St. Mary's. And I would do it all over again. The good, the bad, the indifferent, the ugly, whatever. Because it was a teaching experience for me. And, you know, you don't know all these things as you're growing up and going through the process. But I didn't realize that I was the trailblazer back then. I didn't know it. In retrospect, I could see it. But then my eyes opened even more. That coach has not been giving the credit for bringing me into the school because he caused that change in Mount St. Mary's. And it's not recognized. But I do understand. The administration has turned over maybe once or twice. So therefore, they don't know. But he integrated the school. He had the courage to take the chance. To take the chance to bring me in there. Because if I fail, he fails. It may cost him his job. But through the grace of God, and God knows what's going on. He knows the plans because he's got them. 
And but he put me in there, coach put me in, it worked. You've taught me a lesson, and I and I'm afraid you've taught me a lesson about coach. And you're right; he he exhibits that same courage day in and day out, and that character that we're teaching today and seeking to graduate our students as ethical leaders who are are ready to lead lead lives of significance and service to God and others. Folks, this brings us to the end of part one. Uh, Please tune in soon for part two, uh, which will be out there soon. Until then, go Mount.